Hey, I'm so glad to be here today. This is the first day of the rest of your life and it's time. Time to take back control of your health and wellness. No more giving away days and weeks to fatigue, illness and dis-ease. Today, I'm going to give you five practical steps that you can start to use right away. We'll be looking at food and water, movement, reconnecting with nature, fasting and prayer, and rest. In fact, I want you to choose one of these steps to start with and then come on over to the Good Way Facebook group and share with us which step you're going to work on first so that we can cheer you on and check in with how you're doing. The link to the private Facebook group will be in the notes for this episode. Now for today's listener comment. This one comes from Eileen Richmond and it's short but sweet. Eileen says, wowza, thank you. In response to episode two, thoughts along the way into the glory. I'll be reading comments and reviews on a regular basis. So if you leave me a review or a comment, I may just read yours in an upcoming episode. Welcome to The Good Way with Jenna Jandro, Integrative Nutrition Health Coach, Master Herbalist and Essential Oil Specialist. I'm Jenna Jandro. I'm a Bible-loving, food-loving, totally sold-out-for-God Christian woman, serving God in my church and community with everything that I am and helping others to do the same. You know you're called to serve God in a unique way, but feel pulled in so many directions and can't seem to find the time and energy to focus on what God is calling you to. I'm here to help you take back control of your health and wellness, to find the energy and focus that you need to achieve the things that God has put in your heart through biblical nutrition, intentional living and building right relationships. If you're ready to move from just surviving to thriving, then grab your green smoothie and come walk with me along the good way. As I've met with believers right across the globe, from many different churches and walks of life, the thing I've been astounded and dismayed by is how many of God's people are dealing with illness, disease and debilitating conditions that keep them from living their lives to the fullest and therefore from serving God to their fullest. And what amazes me most is how many of these conditions could be minimized, controlled or even removed from their lives through very achievable lifestyle and dietary changes. And yet people within the body of Christ seem unaware of these things or unwilling to make those changes. And I had to ask myself, how can I help to bring awareness to God's people that they can take back control of their health and wellness? How can I effectively share with them the things I've learned through my journey from long-term chronic illness to health and wellness? I know what it feels like to be constantly sick and tired, to deal with infections, allergies, sensitivities to common everyday things. As a child, I got pretty much every cold and flu that was going around. And if I got a cut or a scratch, it invariably got infected. But I was fit and strong and active, so I didn't think much of it. As an adult, I went through a period with many major stressors, the birth of a child, the betrayal of my husband, a major interstate move, and then divorce proceedings. 
I became very sick and just didn't get better. I became increasingly fatigued and dealing with what appeared to be one virus or infection after another. I was told by doctors that I was just depressed and that I needed antidepressants. But these just made things worse. I was beginning to think I was going crazy as I struggled with my health issues and a young family as a single mum. It was five years before I was diagnosed with ME or chronic fatigue syndrome. It was many more years before this was recognized as a legitimate and debilitating illness. And in that time, I was a subject of many experimental treatments. Some of them helped a little, others not so much. And along the way, I discovered that many of my pre-ME symptoms were linked to food allergies, specifically allergies to eggs and dairy. It was 13 and a half years that I was at the mercy of this condition before I found what worked. And the interesting thing is that what worked was not treating my symptoms, but rebuilding my body's ability to heal itself. So let's get stuck into the five ways that you can do that too. The first step is food and water. When I became so sick, one of the major stressors for me was a change in diet. After the breakup of my marriage, I moved in with my mother, who had a very different way of eating to what I had become used to. I ate, I ate a predominantly plant-based diet, with animal protein only once or twice a week, and I ate mostly whole food, and where I could, I ate organic. My mother didn't feel like she'd had a meal unless it contained meat, and ate a lot of non-fat and low-fat dairy foods, and a lot of pre-packaged processed foods. But I didn't associate the change in diet with the changes in my health until many years later when I started to go back to predominantly plant-based and clean eating. Why didn't I go back sooner to eating that way? Because firstly, eating the way my mother did had a ring of familiarity to it. It was the way I'd grown up eating. And secondly, once you're feeling sick and fatigued, it takes a lot more effort to change the way you're eating than if you do so when you're feeling relatively healthy. The best possible foods for health and wellness are whole plant foods grown and eaten in their most natural form. This is what God created us to eat. We can see that in Genesis 1, 29 through 30. But increasing the amount of any fruit and vegetables is better than none at all. I want to encourage you to think about the food you eat in terms of percentages. Don't worry about calories, carbs, proteins, macros or micros. If you can start to increase the percentage of plant foods that you eat at each meal, you will start to see benefits in your health and wellness. If 10% of your food currently is plant-based, then increase that to 20%. If you're currently eating 50% plant-based, Work on increasing that to 75% plant-based, with 50% being raw. If you currently eat 35% plant-based, but it's starchy or root vegetables, 
work on increasing that to 50% plant-based with a spread of 25% of leafy greens and 25% other plant-based foods and continue to increase the percentages of plant-based foods until you reach the place where you're getting the health benefits you want to see. But increase slowly, a bit at a time, so that your body has time to adjust to these new foods. I can't emphasize this enough. If you decide you're going to change to 100% raw plant-based eating and decide to do it all at once, I can guarantee that you will very quickly become miserable and most likely fail because no one wants to spend all day on the, on the toilet. Whatever goal you set for yourself, work towards it a bit at a time. Introducing one new food at a time. To sum up, eat plants. Eat as many of them as raw as you can and eat them as clean as possible. If you can afford to, eat organic. That's best. If not, eat as much organic as you can. Look for the clean 15 and avoid the dirty dozen. If you can't afford organic, eat whatever plant foods you can. One of the benefits of eating plant foods is that they are a good source of clean hydration. Humans, as I'm sure you know, are about, made up of about 70% water. So water is a really important nutrient for us. So along with your increased intake of plant foods, I want you to encourage you to take in sufficient amounts of water. The standard recommendation is eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. This will need to be adjusted according to your activity levels and weather conditions. But how much you drink is not the only factor. When you drink water is also important. A good rule of thumb is two glasses of water upon rising two glasses of water half an hour before each meal, assuming you eat three regular meals a day. You will also need to take into consideration the things you eat or drink that are dehydrating. If you drink tea or coffee, allow one glass of water for each cup of coffee or tea. The same goes for drinking alcohol, one glass of water for each serve of alcohol. Hydration is just so important for our our good body and brain health. But don't overdo it. Too much water has the reverse effect. It dilutes your body's natural salts and leads to dehydration. Water is not just important for hydration though. Water can help with digestion. If you drink at the right time, a big no is drinking water, particularly ice water, during a meal. I know it's practically written into US law that you have a large glass of ice water with each meal, but this practice is extremely detrimental to your digestion. So eat plants as much as you can and as clean as you can and drink water, but not too much and at the right time. The next step is to move. More and more in our society, we spend large amounts of time sedentary. So step two toward health and wellness is to get moving. Use wisdom. Don't go from being completely sedentary to trying to run a marathon. Start slowly and increase the amount you're moving a bit at a time. There are a lot of devices out there that can help you track your steps and to remind you to stand. But whatever you do, start to move more. One of the best exercises anyone can do is simply to walk. 
You don't need any special equipment. You can do it at whatever pace you're capable of and you can do it anywhere. But the best exercise for you is the one that you will do on a regular basis. If you love cycling, then get yourself a bike and get out and ride. But whatever you choose to do, if all you can do is five minutes, then start with that. That's great. Keep doing five minutes until you can reach 10. And then keep doing 10 until you can stretch that to 20. I was finding it really difficult to find something that I could do that didn't cause fear to rise up in me the fear of re-injury because I'd had so many injuries on my ankles and knees and surgeries. I eventually settled on doing rope flows, which I love. And that gave me the confidence to then step out and do other things. The next step is to reconnect with nature. This is something we've lost sight of in our society. We, as humans, were created in the beginning to dwell in the garden and to steward the creation of God. But in our society today, we shut ourselves off from the natural world. We view nature through glass or on a screen and breathe air that is recycled or reconditioned. We cover our feet and put a layer between us and the earth. Even though there is something so delightful about walking barefoot in the grass first thing in the morning and getting the dew on our feet. I want to encourage you to make a regular habit of getting outside and reconnecting with nature. The more you can do this, the better. But try to do so at least once a week. You can combine steps two and three and go for a long walk at the beach or in a nature reserve or national park. Walk through the trees and breathe deeply or walk barefoot along the beach. Get outside and grow a garden. Or you could grow a vegetable garden in a five gallon bucket beside a window if that's the only space you have. But get your hands in the dirt. By reconnecting with nature, we begin to reconnect with who God created us to be. We were not created to be separate from or apart from nature. We were created to live relationally with the rest of creation and to be good stewards of it. This is why reconnecting with nature will do you good physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually. And that leads us to the next step, which is fasting and prayer. Leading a lifestyle of prayer and fasting benefits our body, mind, soul and spirit. Over and over in scripture, we're commanded to pray continually and without ceasing, with thankfulness and rejoicing. As believers, communicating with God himself, listening for his voice and sharing our thoughts with him with an attitude of thankfulness and rejoicing is supposed to be our baseline, our constant state of being. In that place, we are continually realigning our thoughts attitudes and actions with that of the Father. No, we don't always do it. But as soon as we realise that we've stepped out of that place of communication with him, we can step right back in. In that place, the anxiety, fear, depression, confusion, anger, 
and anything else that would seek to impact us negatively has no power. We can bring those things to God and replace them with the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And the great news is that we can do this as often as we need to. The benefits of this to our health and wellness are beyond measure. And when you add regular fasting to that baseline of continual prayer, those benefits increase exponentially. Fasting helps to bring our body, mind, soul and spirit into alignment with the Father. And physically, weekly fasting for a 24-hour period can reboot our immune system and digestion. The last step is rest. And this is probably one of the most important, even though rest is something that's considered a luxury in our society. It is commanded in God's economy. Through scripture, we're told to rest, to be still. Why? The two obvious reasons for us as believers are that God rested. And that it's in that place of rest or stillness that we can know God. This is the place where steps four and five are combined. This leads us to a rest that comes in the knowledge that God is caring for and working on our behalf even when we sleep. Without rest, our bodies cannot heal or recover properly from physical exertion, from emotional stress or from mental fatigue. We need to set up routines for ourselves that help us to attain a good night's rest. This is something I really struggle with, but I'm working on. And some of the steps that we can take are to limit screen time for a couple of hours prior to bed. Read a book or do something creative or draw or paint, knit or whittle. Something to occupy your hands and your mind. Play a board game or listen to music. Set up nighttime routines that cue your body and mind that it's getting ready for sleep. You need to find what works for you. And if you are one of those people who are up throughout the night to have to go to the bathroom, then make sure you're not drinking after about 6pm. If you wake up in the night with ideas flowing, then keep a pen and paper by your bed. Do not use your cell phone to take notes and write down those ideas. Get them out of your head and give them to God and then return to sleep. Healing rest is not just in sleep though. Although this is our daily time for healing and recovery, there is also taking time to rest weekly, taking a Sabbath rest, one day a week where we focus on God, on recreation, and we leave work behind. There is also annual rest, taking time each year to rest, reset and reassess our life, our vision and our calling. To recap, step one, eat plants, eat, eat as much as you can, eat as clean as you can and as in as natural form as possible. Drink water, but not too much and at the right time. Step two, move regularly 
Do something you will enjoy and keep doing. Start slow and build up. Step three, reconnect with nature. Get outside, get your hands and your feet in the dirt. Breathe deeply of the trees or the ocean and grow a garden, no matter how small. Step four, prayer and fasting. Pray continually and fast weekly. Step five, rest. Rest in God. Set up sleep routines and Shabbat weekly and allow yourself an annual reset. I've gone over these five steps very briefly. If you're interested in learning more about these five steps, let me know in the comments and I will look at doing a series for you where we can go into these things in more depth. Now, you're going to have some of these steps down. You don't have to worry about them. You do them. Whereas other steps you're going to need to work on. So I want you to choose one of those to start with and come on over to the Goodway Facebook group and share with us which step you're going to work on first. Because I would love to cheer you on and to check in with you and see how you're doing. If this podcast has blessed or encouraged you in any way, then I'd love to hear from you. You can subscribe to this podcast, write a review and share this episode with anyone you think will also be blessed by it. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your social media story. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to support you in your journey. You can come join me in the Goodway Community Facebook group or click the link to let me know if you're interested in one-on-one coaching. And you can help keep the Goodway on the air by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the underscore good underscore way. All the links are in the notes for this episode. And remember, it's a journey. You only have to take one step at a time.